Hey everybody, this is Brent Ingersoll and you are listening to the Speaking Of podcast. Today, my guests are Jamie Hall and Phil Appleby. They're the directors, the leaders, the visionaries behind Outflow Ministry here in St. John, New Brunswick. Outflow is an organization that helps the homeless. They have a shelter. They provide 600 meals a week for people who need food. They give jobs to the people who are trying to get back on their feet. They just do incredible, incredible work. They've helped so many people in this region. I am so excited to sit down and talk to them. Here's my conversation with Jamie and Phil. Let's go. Here we are. Jamie, Phil, Jamie Hall, Phil Appleby. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining me today. Um, for those for those who don't know Jamie and Phil, uh, these guys have been. How long? Let me ask you this: How long have you guys been running Outflow Ministry specifically? Like you guys are here predominantly in St. John, St. John area. How long? When did this get started? It was uh, the summer of 2008, so it's been almost 12 years. Well, yeah. a little over 12 now. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, because I, I, you guys have been here the whole time I have pretty well. Like, I, was, I came here in 2006. Yeah. So it feels like we've been yeah. tackling the St. John area that whole time. So what's your, what's your background? Like, give, give us the backstory of Jamie Hall, Phil Appleby. You know, you don't have to start this as, like, hey, I grew up in a Christian home. And uh, give us the camp, the camp testimony. But like what, you know, you didn't just arrive, you know, investing your whole life and family in this kind of career choice. I mean, this is your whole life where you're, you're running outflow catapult. I mean, a whole bunch of ventures all in that same vein of really just, it's a, it's a ministry of grace. I mean, you're helping, you're just helping people who, who really need a boost you know what is outflow? Tell me that first. So for people who don't know, I'm I'm sitting here because I have a yeah a, 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 a understanding a little bit of what you guys do. But for for people who don't know, what do, what do you guys do? <laughs> Which is also a nuanced. It's also a nuanced. Yeah. You know what does outflow do? Yeah, well, we uh, we started with just uh, ministry to, um, I guess to to feed people have some meals uh, supper time meal but it's kind of grown from there so some of the things that are going on would be our community suppers which look a little bit different during covid days but i uh, bet um then the shelter the men's shelter that we run um there's uh, a training program and and uh some social enterprises coffee shop construction woodworking shop things like that uh dental clinic which isn't quite on the go right now either but uh but uh hopefully will be and uh and some other things drop-in centers bible studies things like that and it's really i mean our our uh what do we call that our motto i think restore dignity renew life and realize hope in jesus is where it's all at and so um that's uh that's it i mean in the beginning it was this uh this call to to uh minister to to uh to the poor in St. John yeah. and, and that's uh which is a significant it's a pretty like for a city of 130,000 people or so it's a pretty significant yeah population yeah. of yeah. people people who are below the poverty line yeah chronic addiction homelessness you guys are right in the heart the front line of that yeah. and Tackling it, I mean, not just 
not just in, I mean, one of the things I, I love about you guys, but it, it's, you, you don't, you don't broadcast your, you know, you just do your thing and you put your head down and you call people to join you and you don't, you don't sit down and say, hi, hi I'm Phil and I've been helping the homeless for 10 years plus now. So, yeah. you know, you, you, so even hard to, I asked you what Outflow does and if there's a stranger listening, they're, they're probably like, so what do they do? <laughs> you know, like they're the dentists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you guys, you guys like specifically have an organization in the St. John area. Now you guys were into some other cities at, at one point too. Are you still, are you still like, are you still doing that? Or is it predominantly St. John? That, that was an idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, never really took off. No, Yeah. no. So it's just been yeah. St. We, John. Yeah. We're, we're, we're realizing over the years to stick with, with, uh, these, these areas that God's called us to, you know, food and shelter. And now with the social enterprises and just stay, right. you know, build on them and be with the people that, in St. John that the Lord has called us to be with and 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 that's where we're at. I mean, we'll we'll go where he says to go in that sense to say, but right right now it's there's so much on the go with with what we have. Right. Especially with COVID, it's kind of Oh yeah. flipped everything on its head. Yeah. yeah. And you still have you have the same problems you're dealing with oh, with yeah. new complexities. Yeah. Which I I understand that at some level with the church as well because it's it's Again, we still we yeah. still have the same mission, we still have the same task, but some of the tools we had to use before we don't have the same way and we're having to kind of reinvent yeah. how we tackle this. So I can only imagine the complexity of yeah. you know, feeding people, housing people, you know, giving people work, yeah. you know, all that. Now has I'm assuming like the C E R B is probably do you do a lot did a lot of the homeless collect the C E R B and like basically probably have more more income for the last several months if, than if they, they have had work yeah, yeah if they were able to right yeah so right man so so really so the, let's go back to the the uh the, your 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 vision statement like restore dignity renew life renew, restore restore dignity renew life and realize hope realize hope that's awesome i love it and the, basically i mean you guys seem to really run your operation through that lens because you don't just and i want to talk to you at in a little at at length about this but you guys don't just simply you know we're going to give a meal and our job here is done you know or we're going to give you a bed and our job here is done you really do see an individual and that's what i love about your ministry and you guys is you see the individual and you kind of try to try to tackle that like this is a this is a whole person and these problems are more than just they need they need shelter and a and a and a meal, and you you really do tackle it from a, a real Christian gospel perspective, which has probably had its challenges as well. Even partnering with you know other organizations in the city and stuff, you guys have been pretty unapologetically yeah. Christian about yeah. it. Yeah. I think that's what for 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 us starting outflow. The big thing was to say we're not just some social group that wants to do a good deed today we we do love the lord and, and right if you you know believe uh, uh that 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 jesus is in the poor and with the poor and all the scripture around that and just the basic principles in the bible around loving the poor right so we didn't want to just do it because you know it was a good thing to do that day or or whatever and so th- you're you're right about the individual we we believe that it's okay that um it's just one guy today that you're able to help we, right. try, we try to go back to that because 
it takes the pressure off of getting it all done and making sure you just did everything so perfect and right. you know working in the food programs with volunteers and stuff and people can get kind of overwhelmed with the fact that well I'm not doing enough today I haven't, yeah. I haven't really done what I should do but there's people right in front of you that that you you know that's that's your how do you man how do you guys manage that Cause like it's such a an infinite job really like because i think you're doing the you're doing you really are embracing the call and the heart of christ to like to deal with the whole person and not like even we think about salvation and the gospel it's not just a transaction it's not just like jesus died for my sins so i can go to heaven someday like i don't think any of us believe that we think he actually wants to transform our lives and like make us a whole person and like that's such a harder job though and like frustrating and costly and exhausting you know helping helping you know people who have really dealt with a lot of dysfunction and drama and trauma in their lives and like how do you how do you as individuals because I, I can only imagine how exhausting that can be i'm sure rewarding and fulfilling as well but how do you how do you manage that kind of constant like where do you where do you draw the line where you say like hey you know I've done what I can do today and you know you felt like it's a drop in the bucket maybe at some times too like how do you how do you manage that yeah well I think we talked about this uh amongst a few staff last week and it was it was to be able to to kind of hand off that responsibility to another believer that you've you've gone come to this place for whatever reason you can't go much further yeah uh so that's the body and when we look at outflow we don't we don't look at it like uh, any other way other than it's it's really wonderful to have brothers and sisters in the lord that are with you in mission right and believe this mission and just like what you're doing here at the church it's it's i've i've hit my max on this level yep so hopefully somebody can help me here and i think when you're moving in the direction that outflow's been moving in for you know, 12 years, we see that. And that's the beauty of the church of coming alongside right. of those that really need mm. the love of Christ and handing it off and stepping back and, yeah. and, uh, letting other folks get involved, raising people up relation relationship be huge in that. I'm sure yeah. you guys, I mean, you guys came here, you know, I don't know, Phil, if you, were you living here? I think you were living in Moncton before this all started, weren't you? I was. And so you moved your family here. Phil, were you were you living in the area at the time? No, I was on Whitehead Island doing okay. some lobster fishing. Wow. And uh, we uh, and worked in the church. We had a youth group there and uh, brought them over to the Romero house, I think it yep. was. And, uh, yeah, so we did that. It was during that time that I bumped into Jamie. We hadn't seen each other uh, since Bible school, I guess, back in the day, and kind of got reacquainted. And and uh, we just, as we're talking to each other and catching up, we're talking about what um, what's on our heart, what God's called right. us to do. And I remember my brother standing there and saying, "You guys should get together. You got, you know, that's the exact. You guys are talking the same thing." And and um, and so we did over the next. I'd been trying to move actually off the island the year before. Uh, really felt a pull to St. John, mm -hmm. and it just wasn't working out. And then actually right after we talked, everything just fell wow. into place. And so we uh, 
I took up a construction job and moved over, and and uh, I had one child at the time, a wife and uh, my little girl, and then we we kind of just started where we were at. I remember those early days saying, you know, what do we do, and uh, and and our wives saying, you know, are you guys going to do something basically, and, and Jamie said, well, let's just start with hitting the streets and getting to know people, right, and uh, and from there it it kind of started with just a meal on a Sunday nights and and you know we've uh, we've never I guess looked back well maybe we have looked back a few <laughs> times but <laughs> it's been neat too because in those earlier days I remember we were sitting um, down on the on the beach in the Blyle Bay uh, Phil and Melanie and my wife Donna and I and we were sitting there and you know we were just not doing anything we were hanging out just having a good time and that's when they said you know are you guys gonna do what you said you'd do really and, and it was this kind of moment where we thought yeah well we did we did say we'd do something well, what yeah. would that be and it was it was it was literally just saying well we should just grab some food and go into king square and you know give it away and we met a few other couples um that that same night the first night um that we went out that stayed with the ministry for quite a few years, wow. and uh, and it's neat how and now God's using them in other other things right now. But I mean, I love how the Lord um, brings the church together. I remember we looked across the King Square and and uh, and we said, yeah, those they're definitely Christians. They're out there, you right. know, just the way they were, and and it's yeah. all good. But you know, and bringing people together, and and that w- that's really the story of Outwell, really from the beginning till now. Yeah, it's just the church, in it in all of its. Yeah you know, brokenness and everything coming yep. together to, to, uh, to love the people that, uh, yeah. um, we also, I think a big lesson, uh, and Jamie had talked about it many times and, and lived it. But one of the things I appreciated early on was just starting with what you got and where you are, you know, not waiting for, that's you know, huge. A, a building or something like that was just, well, what do we do? What's in your hand? Yeah, so Use what you got. Let's go for it. And, and some of those early encounters, of course, <clears throat> now we still um, uh, know some of the people that are coming to the meals, but those uh, first times that we're in King Square and we're sitting at a park bench and we're meeting with somebody and, <clears throat> and having this conversation was just beautiful. So uh, I miss those times. God's really given you guys the ability, though, to like a, to be a catalyst. I think for the church, right? Like you guys have. I know there's there's been a ton of people from King's Church that have been involved with you for for years, on and off, and you have people from all different types of like denominations and and church affiliations, small churches, big churches. You know, it's interesting. You probably have a really unique perspective. You know, probably ten years ten years into this. Um, you know, coming out, I mean, you were in ministry in, in the local church beforehand, before that, you know, I, I'd love to hear your journey on, on like, and in, in, like your journey on the church and, you know, you, you, I think you're part of a country church now and out in Norton, yeah. you know, like your journey with the church for, for, you know, he's stirring it up. I am. No, no. Up. Like I, 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 <laughs> I mean, you're, you and I have had conversations about this cause I think. I think when we're young and we're full of, you know, can I say piss and vigor on, on the podcast? Is that going to get bleeped, Ron? I don't know. But when, you're, when we're young, like we have, we have passion, 
you know, we have energy and we're, we're dealing with reality and all that the church should be and could be. And then you look at what's actually happening, get frustrated by it. And like, I know, I know my perspective as I've aged, as I'm closing in on 40 and I've been senior pastor for, for, I don't know, eight years now, you know, like your, your perspective matures and changes where you start to see like, okay, you know, it's not all bad and it's not all good. And, and these things like are much more complex than just, I think we're idealists when we're young at at some level. We were for sure. Yeah. I think we all are at some level. And like you and I, and you probably wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you, if part of it wasn't just a reaction to what you weren't Mm -hmm. experiencing in church ministry. Like, and God's just big enough and able enough to allow you to feel some tension to launch you out into what your your calling is. You know, what's your journey with the church been, you know, for better and worse and in all of this? Like, what's what's how's that all fleshed itself out and how does Outflow understand its role with the local church? Yeah. <laughs> Loaded question. <laughs> well, so in the beginning, uh, I had left... Uh, the church to went to work with my father's business and uh so it was a big shift you right know, went to school went to the ministry i mean i was only in the church pastoring for five years mm-hmm. so um but uh pretty not angry but uh, concerned i guess would be yeah. the question of you know what why why we aren't doing certain things that i felt that were very, you know, pretty obvious as, yep. a, as a Christ follower to say, you know, we've we've heard the sermons, we've preached the sermons, we've been involved with our small groups, we've talked about it a lot, and yet here it here it is, yeah. you know, right right in front of us every day. We walk by it, or we we say these things matter to us, but mm. our actions don't say the same thing, right? And so, but pretty arrogant though in the beginning. Sure, you know, my approach to it was just you know moving moving into it without um which out without much i didn't hold much back in right. my opinions on the church and whatnot so <laughs> we're, we're, if we're, i knew everything we're similar yeah, like, like that though <laughs> it's like you know haven't haven't done much but i know how to do everything <laughs> so um and it's it really was probably into seven eight years of outflow when the lord really touched my heart to the church to say you know you you need the body you know it and it's not just about getting this group together on your own over here or yeah it it, it comes from the 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 people are coming from just look all these churches that our pastors are preaching and teaching and 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 they're 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 learning and they're they're desiring to serve right so they're acting on what they've been told they should do and so it was a wake-up call for me to say you know this is this is a beautiful thing to see and the shift there too of just kind of almost the philosophy of ministry and what we're doing here and how it gets done, right? And who's who's getting it done? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I it's it's interesting. Like I, I think I think you know the three of us, although we we're doing we're in, we're in different maybe um, sec- sectors. We're we're, in, we're part of the same kingdom, fighting for the same cause, and we have probably similar journeys because I think about my own journey, you know leading King's Church, you know, I, f- I feel a real call that God wants us to be a, a large, healthy, um, you know, frankly, like powerful church that's that's impacting a lot of people in a variety of ways. But, er, 
you know, if I were to rewind five years ago, seven years ago, you know, in my mind, it would be, well, we need, we need to have our own, we need to have our own outflow. Mm. You know, we need to be, we need to, and like having, again, like a more idealist sort of understanding of, you know, really kind of narrow minded, mm. not seeing the capital C church, just thinking like if, if we need to be everything, you know, and as I've grown and matured, understood the church, not just King's Church's unique lane and role, but in its context of the of the bigger church, you know, I, I've shifted in the, you know, actually, we're probably making a bigger impact by, you know, blessing the people who have a passion for outflow to, to go and contribute, to give, to serve, and, and not not be salty about that because we don't have our own thing or getting behind outflow in, in the ways that we can or other organizations, right? Like we don't need our own food bank. There's already food banks doing it. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, and like seeing ourselves as a, as a resource that, you know, maybe, maybe in some ways I'm not on the front line with my people as much as I'd, I'd like to be or feel like I should at times. But, you know, is it, I, I've shifted in that. I think, I think we are serving St. John better by not trying to reinvent the wheel and and just given another option at the same thing when you guys are already doing a, you know such an incredible job and there's other organizations doing other things like pregnancy resource center and stuff and so you know we we've, yeah. we've seen ourselves more as as partners and 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 builders and that's it's, been a shift it's, it's, it is a shift and when we started outflow i remember we went around to local churches in the city pastors and uptown and whatnot and talk to people around what we what we wanted to do uh and the general attitude was it's not we don't need that to happen you know hmm. we're good here we really we, we have these programs and so what what you what you're saying is i think it's a common piece but you're the the shift of your the attitude now of the new way of saying well we need each other yeah we're mm. better we are actually better together yeah in you know, your sermons might be better than this guy's sermons or the music over here might be better than the music over here or they might do this better than this or worse than this. But at the heart of that is a guy who doesn't preach great sermons but loves Jesus. And the band that sucks, but hey, they're getting up every day and trying to do something for the Lord. And for, for me, that was just a shift in how everything was. Yeah. And, 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 and we need those guys just like we need... Uh, King's Church, which is a phenomenal church, and you know, we need each other. And then yeah. it was just supporting and and giving, and and no, and that's to me being Christian and 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 helping one another in the call that we've all been given, um, and pursuing excellence, of course, along yeah. the way, because this is the yeah. the what we should be doing. Our volunteers come from. I mean, we just have so many that I'm blown away. We have so many from this church, from True Life, from from uh, so many churches, Anglican churches. And, yeah. Um, we had uh, Rick Tobias from Young Street Mission in, in Toronto. Uh, we get to meet with him every so often, and uh, he's kind of uh, a mentor to us. And he said that it was surprising <coughs> because he said here in, uh, in Atlantic Canada, he said, what you have there is totally unique. He said, I don't know, you know, he's, not for sure, but he said, I don't know if there's another place that has what you have. Yeah. He said, the amount of churches that, that support your ministry from 
different denominations. Yes. He said it was totally remarkable. He said I, and when I heard it, I was pretty encouraged because I thought, well, that I I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, it and could be worse. Yeah, yeah. And I real. think uh, when I talk to other people, I talk to my father-in-law in Nova Scotia, and and uh, I think you know he is kind of blown away by by what happens here yeah. in southern New Brunswick. You know, even. Uh, Easter services, you know, you guys will partner with other churches sometimes. Yeah. So you'll have like any, you know, it's like or a Good Friday service. Yeah. You think, yeah, this is a this is quite an area, and you think of of what can happen when uh, people who um, are passionately following Christ uh, yeah. get together to serve Him in different ways. You know, there's a I think part of it's like I mean it's just necessity because like there's not. There's not that many of us, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like a, even a population. We don't have the luxury of saying, you know, Outflow doesn't have the luxury of saying we're only going to partner with Baptists. Yeah, you know, like you're you're gonna die if yeah. that's you're not gonna be able to keep the doors open. Like yeah. you need, you know, like you need every like Mormons, man, whatever. Like like you're not you can't be you can't be building up barriers saying we we don't we don't take your money or we don't take your help. We don't want your you know, and it's like it's that in the church though too. I think like the we'll take anybody's money. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but like, it, it's, I found that in the church. I remember I was at a I was at a like a church planting networking um, like roundtable uh, for Canada. So it was on the west coast, and I was there, and it was with a certain um, denomination, and they were very, like they were trying to figure out a strategy to plant all these new churches across the country. And, you know, they were talking about, like, well, we need people with Reformed theology. Mm-hmm. And, they you know, they have to be Calvinists. And they're like, mm-hmm. and I sat there for two days, and then I finally spoke up. And I said, like, I can't be part of your network. You know, like, I'm, I don't even fit your theology. And I said, yeah. if, you go, if you go east of Montreal, we don't, ha- we, don't, we don't have the luxury of saying, like, sorry, you know, your theology is not quite right. I'm going to find somebody else. Like, because yeah. we just don't have that many people. Yeah. So and it's forced us to partner. And I think you guys, I mean... You guys have been a real blessing to, especially the St. John area in that, like, I think that's the heart of God for where he's moving the church anyway, mm-hmm. is that, like, denominational walls are really eroding. They're really eroding fast. And and I think, it, I, I say do it. And, you know, yeah. if we can make, if we can make outflow ultimately about, like, the kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. If we can make King's church ultimately about that or true life or whatever church we're talking about. And we really are open-handed about the label and who gets the win. Mm -hmm. And it's really about making Jesus the winner in this and making his kingdom the winner. I just think that's, that's what really starts to guide real kingdom momentum. When we stop like holding on to, well, I need this or we need this. It's fear really. I think that drives, And I get it, man. It's you know I'd like to talk to you in a minute about like living by faith, and because I mean you guys have walked that road for eight years, you know. But and we part of the things that we've tried to say over the years, and uh, and I know Jamie's talked about it before as well. But we say because we we have so many people from different denominations, and we just always encourage that. And then at the same time, saying um, you know make sure believe make sure you know what you believe and believe it. And if it differs from me, then that's good. We can talk about it. I remember we had Bible study after one of our meals one night, Wednesday night, and sometimes we would celebrate communion together. Mm. And uh, we have uh, a lady that volunteers, and she's just a passionate, um, awesome Catholic girl. But she was not going to have any that's of that. tough, yeah. And she's like, I can't take part in this. And 
And and you're not a real priest. And it was <laughs> it was awesome actually because we talked because I didn't want her to. She she was firm in this, yeah. and I, that's where you need to be. And I'm going to be firm in my position, and we can talk that out. Yeah. But, but still, at the same time, both recognize that um, uh, that we're following Christ, and we can have these differences yeah. on some things, and but we can still come together. And there we were. You know, she comes and helps out and serves in her way at at, uh, at our meals, and I thought that was cool. I think what's that old? There's a John Wesley saying like it's uh, in in essentials unity. In mm. non-essentials, charity, yeah. and in everything, or no, in non-essentials, liberty, and everything, charity, I think is what yeah. it is. And it's yeah. like, I think in Atlantic Canada, anyway, the church, what is essential is is maybe, you know, part maybe partnership and like is, is a little more essential mm. in Atlantic Canada just because of the sheer, you know, lack of population base, yeah. you know. What happened with me was when we started actually becoming friends with people isn't that, that something that, eh? That you didn't that you didn't plan to yeah to want to really like right um and you thought wow you know this is cool and especially when you when you start meeting with people that you can you share complete you know differences of lifestyle and opinions but but even even like if you if you meet somebody that's um spent their life in prison there can be a uh, service that we provide for you that you get this and this and this but then when it when you cross over into some and to us place that you know the holy spirit has brought you together right and you can't disconnect yeah, yeah. um that becomes a problem mm-hmm. in yeah. in in speaking against the individual or a lot of things around that yeah. because in it doesn't matter to me what people yeah. say around that as much as what the Lord is doing in that. Well, in relationships, the only, the only context where we can even start to have those deeper conversations of like, so one, one of us at the end of the day is wrong on the communion thing. Mm. Either, either, either I'm too loose or you're too tight about yeah. it. Yeah. But until you have a relationship that's strong enough to even navigate those conversations, you, you can't, you know, and like the, I've found that to be such a blessing in what's shaped me and even our church. Our church is, you know, we're part of a denomination, but, you know, it, it's more of a non-denominational feel. You've got people from every every background. You've got charismatics and you've got fundamentalists, and they all think that I preach their version, yeah. you know. And it, it's I, I'm really grateful for that, though, and I've only been able to do that through God's brought relationships of people who have spoken into my life that I've gotten to know, you know, and that informs how I understand their theology, yeah. you know, and it's, it's such a, the, the devil has done a great job of creating divisions, you know, walls in the house of God that mm. God did not put there, you know, and I think it's such an, I think we're in a, we're in an awesome time right now though, where those walls really are, they're, they're coming down and, you're going to see churches really, I mean, really start partnering and getting beyond just the, you know, let's do, let's do an Easter service together and pretend that we like each other, (laughs) you know, like to where there's an actual, Hey, you know, you got outflow, outflow are the best at doing this. So 
I'm throwing everything at Outflow to do this. And true life, I mean, they, they are doing this well, so let's get behind them. Or maybe maybe someday there's a, there's a church that, that rises up that's, that is so like King's Church and all the kingdom momentum's on there. Maybe someday God calls me to lead King's Church to be part of that church. Mm. You know, like I, I think that's, we're going to see a ton of that in the next, I hope, mm. in the next 20 years where it's like just the kingdom, there's a, there's a consolidation happening in the mm. kingdom and like clarifying about what really matters. And some of that kind of junk that we've been carrying, you know, you get all these rooms and all these walls. You, there's a lot of room for skeletons in the closet and baggage mm-hmm. and stuff. Man, we start opening things up and building relationships and tearing down walls and partnering together. Man, the kingdom gets way healthier mm-hmm. and way more effective really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys have been a huge catalyst in generating some of that in St. John. I mean, you didn't you didn't come in here asking permission. You just you just sort of you felt called, and God called you here, and He's called people to come around you, as well. And that's just such a huge. I just think it's a blessing to the kingdom, not just to the people that you're serving, whether they ever become Christians or not. Like you guys have, you guys have really met a need in in the city of St. John mm-hmm. that's brought the church together, and I think that's a huge huge thing. How have you? Uh, I want to talk to you about like we we haven't really hopefully people are piecing together your story a little bit here but you know we're all over the place in the best sense of the word but how have you guys one thing I think people would be interested to hear because I am how have you learned to to kind of live by faith that God's going to provide because I mean you both left left your your jobs you both moved your families to the area you know you you've invested yourself in a city where I mean, starting by giving out meals, like, okay, yeah, but how are you, how are you not only just paying those bills, how are you paying your bills for your family, all that kind of stuff? Like, how have you learned, I mean, to be a nonprofit? I mean, you live off of how God provides for you, like, just every single day. That's, you've been doing that for eight years. Like, how have you lived, which is the way I think all, we're all delusional if we don't think that God's providing for us. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you guys have had to really, have a tangible, you know, lifestyle of trusting him to provide yeah. for that ministry and your, your families. Like, how have you seen him teach you to live, live by faith for his provision? I mean, I think it's individual, so we'll probably have different, we could share similar, but I think it might be for yeah. me, for me, it was like how I was raised too. It helps to have parents that live teach you these things that matter in life that God will provide. He takes care of us. And I remember dad and growing up and the business that he ran and, you know, entrepreneur, the struggles, starting it out and Mm -hmm. doing what he did and always taking care of us, working all the time. There's all kinds of stuff around that, that you're watching. Yeah. And, and you see that and, and, uh, and, and you start, you start to surround yourself with a, with a, uh, a thinking pattern that, is you know sometimes I, I wouldn't say high risk or anything because it's really not what we do is yeah it's not it's it's just go go for it an know? entrepreneurial spirit you I mean, know you, you've go, got that for go sure go and go and do this yeah and, and and yeah it might you might bomb on it or whatever it might not work out but yeah. you know go and go and do it um, but then uh, for for out for us at Outflow for me when I look back it's. It's just like um, tried when you were talking. I was trying to think like of an example, but um, 
it's like uh, once you get a taste of of the of the, the faithfulness of God when you really need it, mm-hmm. you're you're hurting today. You need Him to show up, and whether it's in another twenty meals, yeah, or a s- pretty substantial check to pay for bills, mm-hmm. um, a building, you know, a vehicle, and we we could share like stories of li- you know literally the Lord coming with it through his people yeah us not connecting you know talking mm-hmm. like this they wouldn't have known wouldn't have known yeah. those stories they're real they mm-hmm. happen and they're happening in our ministry we we can't explain it and i go back you know to just say yeah i know i'm messed up as an individual many ways but i know that the lord's the awe of God, I guess I would say. I can't get away from God because he won't let me, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't get away from him. I can't escape the awesome yeah. uh, peace of God, that the presence of the Lord is with us. Yeah. And and so we can't run. And we've met, you know, it sounds like I'm going somewhere else with that, but when it, at the end of the day, he continues to show up, with, which still... You might be struggling with something, but it still strengthens yeah. your belief system in God and says, he's going to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And he just keeps doing it. Yeah. And that, that is, in, that is a, a fun place to be and also, you know, not so, so fun sometimes. It, too. He, 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 I mean, he's a, he's a shepherd, right? He like, he leads us and he knows, he knows how he made us too. So like, and one of the things I, I, appreciate about both you guys and outflow for that matter is you you definitely there's no like you you aren't you aren't just waiting for handouts like you work you work hard and you maximize every opportunity that you have like that entrepreneurial thing i think really has a positive effect on how you guys have run outflow and you do you take risks you create new 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 ventures and like like stuff like catapult and the coffee house and you know giving people dent like dental clinics and all that stuff like that's 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 the proactivity piece in it, but yet God knows both of you enough, and like I'm I'm similar I'm similar wired in that He won't let you get so good at it that that you know it's so good at fundraising and generating income and all that that where you like get into the zone where you're like I don't need Him I know how to I, I can I can go I'll go get a hundred thousand dollar check right now like He. He's not. He won't let you get into that space where you start to get some delusional idea like you don't need him, and then at the same time though he also won't won't drag you into a zone where you're you're constantly about to have a, a heart attack. Like, you, you know, those are amazing experiences where we see the hand of God just show up, like with that, like just that exact number at the right time. He told somebody else just what I needed, and he just wanted to show up that way to remind you, I got you. Yeah. You know. But that's probably not healthy every single day, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to live there like all day, every day. And so there's that zone of I think God can, you know, he can he won't let us get into a place where we just are constantly assuming that money's going to fall out of the sky. The and, and yet he also won't let us think that it's by my own hands that I've built this thing. Yeah. He'll keep you in that zone of trusting him but also not being lazy and being proactive and using the gifts he's given you and you know networking and building building income streams and all that kind of stuff you know you guys have have just lived that you've been a real it's been awesome to watch and like it's been inspiring to to see 
that mixture of hard work mm-hmm. and faith. Yeah, that's the that's the zone to be in. Um, don't always hit it, but that zone of humility and working hard. Over the years, we've seen, as Jamie said, like some of the stories. We forget them, and our wives tell us, you Isn't know. Isn't the weirdest day? Yeah, it is. She's, uh, they're like, you should write this stuff down mm-hmm. so you don't forget. Because we've had the moments where um, where we're not really trusting. You know, we've, we've seen some amazing things, and then um, having sleepless nights and stressing and worrying about, about things. And then <clears throat> usually usually it's our wives saying, you know, you've, you've seen God do amazing things, so what are you worried about? You know, you've seen people walk in and say, I want to pay off your mortgage. Or, mm-hmm. or they say, just get your crap together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> just get it together. He'll yeah. provide. Yeah. We've had people donate <laughs> buildings. We've had yeah. people walking yeah. up the street when you need you need to provide a meal and you don't have enough and, and it comes in. And so we've seen all that. It's just, uh, uh, but like you say, ooh, we you can't do that every day. Otherwise, we'd just be You a know, I, I too, we, we've said this before and, it's big for how I see God um, in his and how he's involved with what we're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, he's you know, we can see like the 162 Waterloo Street shelter and we uh, have the training center at 100 Waterloo and the coffee shop mm-hmm. at 116 Princess Street. We have a farm out in cars. Yeah. Every one uh, the dental clinic, all that stuff that's yeah. involved in getting a clinic set up. We we have a f- one face normally, maybe a couple but there's usually one person that really backs that property right. from, we'll say, the streets, yeah. from a place of major, major brokenness or something wow. in their life. We we can't say no to it. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to, some sometimes you'd like to say, it doesn't maybe fit with where we're going, but mm-hmm. then when we then when we break it down and say, well, wait a second, like the dental clinic, there's so many stories of the dignity piece. So we break yeah. it into our mission, right? Right. You know? And it's so it's massive, yeah. you know. When there's people looking for work and and uh, and they're they want they can't get work right now because of the condition of their mouth or whatever. So we've helped them. And we we got to the point where there was a young lady that wanted to that wanted to. She's a dentist graduating, wanting to do more for people that wow. are living in poverty. Comes to us. Would could we do this? We're thinking, you know, maybe. Yeah. So it's the f- f- if and it's fulfilling to p- other people's call to God too, right. and that's the ministry of outflow. Yeah, and it's worth it. Yeah, that it's worth a building, and for sure, it sounds crazy f- to some people yeah. when they put the math together, but then all of a sudden, yeah, it's the next stuff. All the finances, all the people, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, that you need to get through that year, day, whatever is on the table and you're thinking can you imagine yeah if we said we wouldn't do this and right. we, go, we go back to can you imagine if we just said we wouldn't serve hot dogs in king square because right. we do know how not that what we've done we do know how very many people have come to our meal programs yeah and they're running it you mm-hmm. know they're and fulfilling the call that the lord has on their life right right now yeah and and that helps me get through any issues I might have yeah. to run a ministry like Outflow. Yeah, and it, because it's worth it. Right. Well, I was going to ask you that. Like, what, what for you? Every so often in ministry, I'll get like a, you know, just a nice reminder from God that says like, 
it's just a moment where it's like, this is why I do what I do like that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a, that, that makes it all worth it. Like what this, what, what, what a moment like that? What was the most recent one for you where it's like, oh yeah, this is why I signed up for this. Cause they don't, they don't happen as often maybe as we like, but God's yeah. very good about knowing when we needed that little pat on the back or that breath of fresh air or that reminder that stirs kind of your first love. You know, what, what's a, maybe a recent example for you of like, you're just reminded this is why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, we've had, I mean, we've had a few, although they don't, like you say, they don't come as often as you'd like. But I think the reminder for me is, is, uh, Always, it's always one on one, and so you know we have a couple of of people that that we work with, and and uh, we hopefully build into them, but then they build into us, and just um, seeing um, where they were, you know, whether it was in prison and and just not able to really even function mm -hmm. outside in society, and then seeing. Um, Seeing their heart for the Lord and then seeing how they've, you know, they're living it every day, waking up, yeah. going to work, improving at what they do. And, uh, and we have a few, we have a few guys like that in the construction side of things. And then also in the shop and just seeing what God's doing in their lives. And it's not every day. It's not like phenomenal. It's right. up and down. And, um, but yeah, that's when I look at that, I think, yeah, this is. This is what it's all about. And yeah, I think you mentioned that earlier on. Um, uh, I, I, I was just thinking about how this is what it's like. Because I, I know that maybe in the beginning, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how we thought about it, but we've seen it over the years, how people come in and think, okay, if I just if I just say these words and deliver this message, somebody's their life's going to be totally transformed mm -hmm. in a moment and everything will be great. And then I can go on and move on and, it uh, not that God couldn't do that, but it, it just doesn't happen that way normally. Yeah. And so you know that's the whole discipleship piece and relationship. And um, I know Jamie's had uh, talked about that over the years, the relationship uh, piece of, of of outflow, and um, and it's key. You know we have to to be building into each. This is going to be a daily thing. It's not yeah. you know, and it's not. The, all these little things that we've learned over the years is not me coming in to save you and, right. and this, you know, it's, it's really just the fact that God's called me to be part of this and he's hopefully going to use some things that, that he's going to use me somehow, but he's probably, he's going to use you to, 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 uh, to speak to me. And, uh, and we've seen that we, we've always wanted to see that those kind of divisions break down. Not that we're, turning a blind eye to the actual yeah. facts, you know, yeah. if somebody's, uh, financially, you know, they're not well off or economically or whatever, you know, we don't, we're not, we're not saying that, but we do know that, uh, in Christ, you know, he breaks down these barriers of rich yeah. and poor and all that stuff. But yeah, we've, we, we have almost, you know, it, like we have guys that have, we've put on our payroll, you know, on staff yeah. that, that, that have come through maybe even stayed at our shelter mm -hmm. or, you know so when we talk about stories right it is almost daily that we have you're I'm, looking I'm, at them i'm proud yeah. well yeah. and there's something that they've done that yeah. you know i'm proud to be say that i've that i've done this yeah and i 
I learned so much from, I mean, the guys that I'm talking about right now, if they were going to watch this, they would need to know that I'm learning. Every time I get to be around them, I'm learning Hmm. from them. Yeah. And that goes back to that piece of I'm learning how to even survive. You know, I'm thinking to myself, how are they doing it? You know, every day based on some of the stuff that they've gone through, they're, they're staying semi clean. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, they're doing well Yeah, and God's going to use them to do even better as, as they move on in life. And, um, yeah. And other stories of guys and, and men and women that have come out of homelessness and now are living in their own homes and yeah, dealing with life, you know, properly, not using drugs and, 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 and hurting themselves and other people and, and moving forward in life. And yeah. mm. I see the people within our ministry helping them. Yeah. Um, and maybe not me, but people that are dealing with them on a daily basis it, it, and giving that, that hope piece, you know, why, why are you coming back to outflow mm. next week to see me type of yeah. situation mm. or why are you coming to work tomorrow? It's, it's giving hope, you know, right. and, 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 and it is, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine, you know, my age and, at this stage of life feeling pretty alone right now and uh just wondering why and mm. you know if i was to be honest with them it's because you spent your whole life doing it by yourself right and you got nobody now mm. that you can really go to yeah and and lean on when you're needing to lean on them the most and and i I want our ministry to be like that, whether it's within the staff, the right. our board, our volunteers, the folks that we get to eat supper with, or you know, to know that we're, yeah, we're on, we're in this journey together. Yeah, and and we learn and we give. Yeah, you know? I, was, uh, I was, you know, you guys talk like you hear so much in, in what you're saying about just like the. It's the ongoing relationship building. The success stories really aren't overnight. It's not a microwave solution. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an ongoing labor of love that you're at the table. And it's not even something that you probably notice when it happens. It's more like, oh, my goodness, this guy's this guy actually really has changed. Like, it's mm-hmm. possible. And look, look, it's like there's yeah. a success. And I didn't even really notice while it was happening. It's not until you like come up for air and you're like, wow, yeah, we've actually really made a difference, you know. That must be really challenging, you know, today, especially like think think of the day and age we live in now. We live in like, I mean, it's selfie world, it's Instagram, it's everyone like people love virtue signaling mm, yeah. and not actual virtue, yeah. you know, like they love the, the appearance of social justice. I'm a social justice warrior. No, you're posting something on Facebook and you have a cheap passion for it. But you guys, like, how do you, how do you guys see and like, what challenges do you guys see even like talking about, you know, COVID aside, you know, ministering and doing this type of ministry in 2020 where people love to talk about, you know, social justice and, and all those things. And there's a, there's a, there's at least a heart there for it, but at the same time, there's not, it's it's pretty it's pretty superficial and cheap a lot of the time and people at the end of the day want the fast sort of mm-hmm. they'll take the they'll take the selfie you know volunteering at outflow yeah. and and but then they're gone you know they're gone the next week like how is that is that a, been a thing you guys have had to deal with at all uh, maybe a little bit there's um, it it is annoying but <laughs> <laughs> I be, yeah I imagine I imagine but, like but 
you know, it's, I'd like to say, I think we've all been there. So yeah, sort of, you know, yeah, for sure. So the encouraging thing that we've talked about is seeing some of, uh, well, a lot of our volunteers, uh, that I've, I just am blown away by a lot of them are, I would say most of our volunteers are all older mm. and, um, I'm thinking of a number from from King's Church, actually, even yeah. right now that that just have been doing it for years. Yeah. Um, some of us from all the way back in 2008, just week in, week out, doing the hard stuff, and uh, I'm I'm impressed. There's nothing glamorous about it, you know, and nothing glamorous about getting told off or yeah. or you put all this work into a meal and somebody chews you out because they don't like tomatoes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, and you have to deal with the, yeah. are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the gracious response that our, our, uh, volunteers have, and I'm impressed, but yeah, there's nothing glamorous. There's no, that's not a one-time thing. This is week in week out. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that that's really where it's at. You know, there's not a, there's that. a, there's a couple of cases where, we've had some phenomenal volunteers over three or four years where they've, they've come to a place where they've said, I'm done. Yeah. Mm. You know, and they, they say stuff like this too. Mm -hmm. These people are, are just takers. They just take, take, take. Yeah. And I'm tired of giving. And like, like when they say that, I, I get it from a, from a, you know, from where they're at. Yeah. But I also think that it's a, it's like you're starting out wrong. You yeah. know, like I really believe that. I I know you can get burned out and overwhelmed with anything that you're doing mm. with repetition, and you're just doing it and doing it. But there's a there's that other piece of it that says, well, wha- when I when I give that guy twenty dollars, I know I would like him to pay me back that money. Yeah. And there's people probably that would listen to this and say, well, yeah, if he says he sh- he's going to, then he better, you know. Yeah. Or I'm never giving him another twenty dollars mm. ever again. We just don't operate that way. Yeah. We never have and. You can't, you can't like there's zero way you can do what you're doing long term if you, if you really are doing it for to like what a a return that comes like directly from what you're investing. Like you really have to, at the end of the day, it ultimately has to be that you continue to minister from a place of calling from God. Mm -hmm. And really that's the bottom line and whether or not you get the benefit of seeing you know, those stories that remind you, this is why I do what I do, or you get the return on investment. Like, cause really you're dealing right. You're dealing with people who have had massive dysfunction, you know, in their lives, you know, on them, like just that's, yeah, they're takers. Like that's, that's literally what, like, you know, it's not, it's, it's an issue. Like we're actually trying to deal with the reason there's dysfunction. Like there's, you know, if if there wasn't, they probably wouldn't be in the situation that they're in. Like, it's such a challenge to really deal with the the whole person, especially when we're talking about, you know, a lot of the time, you know, do they want help? Do they, do, you know, like do they do they, like this really you know, challenging I've stuff? I've learned too, though, on that level. Just so I kind of be careful here, but there's, it's not a high percentage, in my opinion, yeah. that would fall in the category of, you know. Right, selfish kind of taker people. There, there are, there are, there are, uh, are so just wonderful people that are 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 struggling. Yeah, and they need a, they and, need help. And and we've we've with that whole relationship, we've we've seen us get together over the years, and you, you connect, and 
never ask you for anything, yeah. you know? Mm. Matter of fact, they would like to give, yeah. you know, if they could, they'd give more. And and so yeah. there's that, that too to say, hey, so there's always going to be somebody that throws a rock through your window or yeah. backs up your toilets and floods you out that yeah. curses you off. And right. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I mean by that though. Being at the front lines of, you know, of people who are in the you know some of the hardest circumstances imaginable yeah. in our culture, like it's it just comes with the territory that you've got people. And I'm not saying I'm not saying any of them are necessarily intentionally uh, vindictive. Mm. It's just that yeah, you're you're dealing with very complicated, destructive problems and pasts and things like circumstances that. You know, one of the tragedies, too, is, I mean, you think of the poverty in St. John, so much of it's generational, even like they grew up in it, their parents grew up in it. And like, you know, you're 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 dealing with generational cycles you're trying to boost people out of, too. So it's but I mean, to if if you guys, especially you guys at the at the point of it all, like if you go into it, though, saying I'm not going to feel satisfied or fulfilled or I'm not going to be able to continue to do this if I don't see an instant, mm. you know, change, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Like you really, at the end of the day, have to resolve, like you're called to this yeah. and I'm doing this, whether, you know, I get one, per, one success story or a thousand, right. Yeah. Which you guys have, I think fortunately yeah. have had a lot of success, which is a great I, thing. I remember discussing it with somebody one time. Cause they said, how do you, you know, what do you do when you don't, you know, week in, week out, you know, you're, you're serving somebody and you just don't see, a change. It doesn't look like you ever will. And, um, I think it was, I think it was you, Jamie, that said, um, well, you just keep loving them till the end. Like you're just called to, to share the love of Christ and, uh, and, and leave it up to him. And and I guess there's a certain amount, there's, there's a level of of freedom with that where you don't feel the pressure because we had, we had a gentleman come in one time who was volunteering uh, he wasn't he wasn't a believer because uh, he told us he wasn't. But you know, he thought our goal in outflow should be to create middle class citizens. He says, Is that, "What's your what's your goal here? Are you huh. are you wanting? You know, they should have a job and a house." And he said, "Well, no, that's not that's not our goal, right? Our, uh, you know, the, we want to introduce people to Christ and and whatever that looks like as they're you know as they're following him and and uh, and you know, as as we all are, you know, he's kind of putting us together. Um, but uh, yeah, that's not that's not it. But he thought that would be success for us, and we we're like, no, no, that's that's not that's not success for us. And we we've been we've tried to have a hot meal for somebody or a shelter bed or yeah, you know, here's some help with your dental work. But and so someone and that's it, you mm-hmm. know. So and we do that of our because we're Christians, and right. we, that's why we and that's it. Yeah, and so. People, oh my goodness, it has to be more. It can be, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. We've been holding Bible studies on Wednesday nights when we could, mm-hmm. with you know ten people, yeah, and we serve six hundred suffers a week. It's it's a, it's a lot. If you'd like to stay yeah. for a Bible study, then you can. Yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be there and have some music and 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 look into the Word. But yeah, so that it's does kind of bring us to that crossroads that we had, Phil and I for catapult like when, right when right you know be, because we knew we figuring out that next step could of, there be more yeah um even for one like so it wasn't yeah it was because you do see, you do get to that place mm-hmm. that 
lot of meals, a yeah. lot of stuff that we give away. Yeah. And, and, and that's great. That's compassion when, you know, we want to be doing that. And, uh, but then there's, there's that desire to see people work and to yeah. see people that want to, that are eager to get move forward that way. And yeah. if we can play a part in that, then yeah, then we will. One of the things I've been thinking about as a, as a leader over the last, and this has been something I've, I think God's been working on me in is this whole idea of being like a, I don't know if it's the right term, like a self-differentiated leader. And what I mean by that is like, if you look at, if you look at Jesus, I mean, he's the prime example and we're supposed to receive from him and minister and lead from what we receive in him. And he never, he never needed anything from anybody like as, as like, I mean, being the savior and all, but like he never, he didn't need his disciples to react a certain way. Mm. You know, every time you see him, interacting with them it's it's always for their benefit even like you look at the garden of gethsemane you think about when he was praying right remember that scene where he's praying with sweat sweating like blood or whatever and he he comes back to peter and and the three and he's like hey couldn't you guys just pray for it but he said if you read it he says like pray that you will not fail you will not fall to the test like he's he actually wants them to pray for their benefit like he didn't need them to pray Hmm. they needed them to pray and like you see over and over he like he never needed a response a certain way from them. And I find when I'm at my worst um, as a leader or as a dad or as a husband, it's it's when I'm only good at this if you behave a certain way. And it's like, like and really the what, I've, what I've, the God's been teaching me is like, you can't need who you lead. Hmm. Like you can't, I can't need a certain response or I'm not actually your leader. I'm just in some kind of weird dance and partnership. I'm at my best when, you know, I'm going to lead you regardless of whether whether you respond in a way that's going to be constructive or not. You know, or I'm going to, you know, for my kids, like I'm going to I'm going to give you what you need, whether you cooperate or not, or for my wife like that. And it's a uh, and I'm finding, though, the only the only power that's strong enough in me to allow me to do that is is that I'm I'm having a constant flow of the grace of God in my life. Like it's, uh, it's a miracle that you can, that when you can actually, you have something to give that came from nothing. You know what I mean? Like, cause otherwise you're just, you're in this kind of trading economy of, well, I'll give you this, but you better give me that, you know, like I'll give you a meal, but you better get your feet under you mm-hmm. or I'll give you a bed, but you better get your crap together. Or, I'll serve here. But Otherwise, you end in that same zone that you're talking about where the person, they go for a while, maybe even a few years, and like, you know what, I'm done. These guys take, and I haven't gotten anything in return, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, yeah, because you need who you lead. You you needed them to do a certain thing so that you could keep going, you know? And it's like, I find I find that that keeps me having to come back to to my own personal, you know, walk with yeah. Jesus and like realizing I'm, Hey, I'm called to this. This isn't like, you know, there's no end game. There's no, mm. the goal is faithfulness. Yeah. 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 We had an, in the early days, we had a few people say things like that, where you just get to know people and they would say, you know, yeah, you guys will come in, do a few good deeds, feel good about yourself and then you'll be gone. Um, <laughs> and I remember thinking that cause I thought, Oh, I, you know, I'm coming in thinking, Oh, everybody would be so pleased that uh, all the good stuff I'm doing, mm-hmm. and uh, and that wasn't really necessarily <laughs> the case. And uh, but it was an interesting thing to think about because I thought, oh, okay, they must have seen that before. So um, this long term faithfulness, people knowing that you're here, 
um, uh, we've developed friendships and relationships. You know, it's we're not going not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, which isn't always. It's not easy, really. But um, some people that would come to our meals would it would they don't go anywhere else. Like, like that's so it. it's a mir- it's like in some ways it's a it's a kind of a not a miracle but a uh, a wonderful thing mm. in Christ that they showed up tonight right didn't talk to anybody didn't have to talk to anybody yeah and so it'd be best if the volunteer didn't talk to them we would just serve a hot meal love them and, and that's a win that's a win yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah and god sees what's going on there totally you know, we don't know what happens when they go back to their apartment by yeah. themselves again and realize that wow tonight i yeah. I'm but at the Lord, and you don't yeah. you don't know what's happening. I mean, we we rarely get to hear stories like this, but we've heard a couple <coughs> where, um, and and you just don't know what God takes or He does right. with something. And we were in Giant Tiger one time uh, picking up something for Outflow, and a gentleman came up to to Jamie, and, and uh, I hadn't seen him for a while. He had been at a, a couple of our early meals back in 2008 or nine, something like that. And uh, I think Jamie must have shared a devotional or something. And uh, this guy, he, he wasn't in St. John anymore. He was just visiting, but he was with his girlfriend. They were down in Halifax, and he uh, just came up in the aisle and was excited and said, I just wanted to tell you that um, what you said you know, changed my life. Wow. I, I got connected to Jesus, and... and uh, I'm uh, I'm following him. I'm down in Nova Scotia now, and I'm you know doing. And you're thinking, oh, we'd have no idea that that ever happened. Jamie had no idea right. what it was that he said. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's it's a neat it's a neat exchange, is how I yeah. how I say because, like I say, when somebody comes to a meal, they go back to their place and they're laying and yeah. they're thinking about the person that served them. Could be mm-hmm. someone from your church volunteering that night that was just a lovely person to yeah. deal with, mm-hmm. you know, not a grumpy. Totally guy that's with an agenda yeah it was just somebody that was there with love and for us going home we're we've just met christ through this broken individual it's real yeah that happens and we're laying now in bed basking in yeah what that experience was like so it's this exchange with very little words and yeah and a lot, but a lot of love, a lot of action, and yeah. I think it's real. I mean, totally is. I believe in that, and yeah. and we've experienced it for years now. Yeah. Uh, if and we don't have like, you know, it's not. We have an underlying agenda. Like I won't say that there's never anything. Sure. I mean, obviously, there's always this passion to introduce people to Christ. That's what I mean. That's if if we really believe that this is the ultimate for people's well being, then yeah, yes. I want I want people um, I want people to 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 follow Christ, put their trust in Him, and and be all in that way, and and but that again, it's not it's not up to us. We get to play hopefully a part in it, but yeah. it's not it's not up to us. But yeah, there, that's there, but it's not it's not always explicit in the sense that like you know every meal, uh, yeah, you don't get to eat until you hear me, you know, yeah. give the the. You know, the three-point sermon or something like that. But, but we don't stop that either. If someone right. comes into the dinners and they have a three-point sermon, then preach it. Then yeah. go for you it. Yeah. Sure. And that's all, that's all good, too. And yeah. sometimes people holler at them and stuff. That's, that's <laughs> hey part man. of growing. We're all yeah, going to grow for through sure. that. For sure. I think if we make 
I think in ministry, especially if we make like, if we live off of fruitfulness, like if, if we need that fruitfulness to like, to keep motivating us, like we're, we we're we're destined for frustration mm-hmm. and maybe burnout and failure. But I think if faithfulness is the goal, then we can't lose. Like, cause you're, you're just constantly, did I do, did I do what God called me to do today? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, that doesn't really matter whether you, you sowed the seed or whether you picked the fruit or you watered it or whatever you part you were in that process. And that's that kind of long haul, long haul view. I think it's a real challenge. We live in a, we live in a world that is really addicted to taking pictures of fruit, you mm-hmm. know, and saying, check that out. You know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge even in, you know, my, my job, you know, to, to grow, to help people grow in again, wellness it's a yeah. it's really it's a it's a conversation about like life yeah. and it's unfortunately people want whether we're dealing with people who are on the streets or joblessness or that kind of thing or we're dealing with people who have huge houses and and careers and they're just as shriveled up in their soul as the person you know who who slept at the shelter last night mm-hmm. you know the the challenge is one of the big fights of modern culture, I think, is like helping people understand there's no shortcuts to health. Yeah. Like you can't take a pill. There's no fat pill yet. Like there, I don't know, and I don't know if God's ever gonna, you know, uh, with at least with your soul. Like there's no, there's no yeah. quick fixes, man. It's like the long haul. Can I share a, just in thinking about wellness, but also a story that was encouraging. This one happened uh, last year, maybe. Uh, one of our our guys that works for us, who's you know spent a lot of time in prison um and he found christ a few years ago and he's just been uh he's just been an inspiration really um but i remember at our training center looking down the hallway and uh, it was this moment where where he uh was talking to one of the saint john police officers who also i don't think was always the you know uh, easiest to deal with Mm. Uh, in the early days but he also found christ and they bump into each other and they knew each other from from some of their previous history and looking down the hallway and seeing them you know with both with big grins on their faces kind of embracing and talking and talking about jesus and you're seeing these two people from just totally opposite ends of life and totally you know and and who i just thought wow this is it like look at these two guys the Jesus is is uh, doing these amazing things in their life, mm. and now they have this. Now they have this bond uh, in Christ, and uh, it was one of these moments that hits you as you, you you look down. You think I'm seeing something pretty special right here. So it's awesome. Yeah. Let me let me kind of bring it in for a landing here with one more question on like on the church. You know what what does what what does good church partnership look like like especially for like not just talking about like how a church would partner with outflow but even as an individual you know what does it look like to you know get involved in a healthy way you know what 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 advice could you give to a christian who i think one of the things i've found out is there are a lot of people in the church who have a really have a have the heart of christ in them and a genuine, genuine desire to help. And they just don't know how they just like, well, what, what can we do? You know, they feel so far removed from, again, those relationships. And maybe that's the step is figuring out how to build those relationships. But 
you know, what does it, what advice do you give to the average, you know, I mean, we're sitting in a, in our, our Valley facility, we're out in the suburbs, you know, we're, we're a little bit removed from, you know, the, the streets of uptown St. John, you know, and I think you think about a mom lives out here, soccer mom, minivan running kids around, you know, but she has a heart. She does have a heart for the poor. She does have a heart for pe- for the least of these. She doesn't, you know, turn a blind eye to when Jesus says what you've done, what you've done unto me, you've done for the least of these. There's, I think a lot of people just don't know how to help. You know, what is it? What does it look like when in a perfect world? What does it look like? I mean, we've always talked about if you live out in the country and you you don't know what to do for your neighbor or for somebody that's hurting or struggling, you hear a story. Mm. You know, put your phones down, get your pictures. Don't. It's not the time. Just give. You know, figure out a way to do it that is not going to make the person feel weird, mm. but you can you can just so we're we're talking about people that love the lord and the church christian people they're living no one's saying move mm-hmm. into a poverty stricken area no one's saying sell your 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 new uh sports car no one's saying to do all these things just simply live with your eyes open right. a little wider a, a, a little more and be really intentional about this scripture that says we're learning to do good orphans widows you know mm-hmm. um, the oppressed yeah and that can come in different forms and i think we'd probably be surprised if we started sharing stories i know this anyways because i've i've met people that you think well they don't they probably don't do much for somebody or whatever but yeah. then it's like wow you know they really are yeah doing some great work in their community um loving people maybe visiting at the hospital um yeah. s- people that you know that are sick and and they don't even know them, but they're, they're going in there and doing handing out stuff to people and just, you know, taking, taking the, the day to day as it comes and, and saying, this is something that's happened. Talk to your kids about it. Like, Hey, you guys hear this happened and what, what, what should we do? Let them tell you and then go do it. The assumption in that statement from Jesus where he says, you know, whatever you've done unto the least of these, you've done unto me. The assumption is you're going to see people, you're going to have opportunity. Mm. I hear, kind of hear that you saying that is like, if you open your eyes up a little bit and you're just willing to yeah. say, Lord, how would you help me? How would you have me serve somebody you want me to notice today? Yeah. Like he's going to put those people in your, it's, in it's, your path. It's huge. Even like if you have some tools or something like that, like, and you know that there's a guy that doesn't, right. He's renting stuff or whatever well just lend them your tools you know and if he breaks them well big deal yeah you know it's yeah. it's just a tool you can get a new one and have try i mean i'm not saying i live like that i'm just saying that, yeah that's, that's it yeah uh, if you have that then share it and 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 see the people that are around you that don't and yeah. that will go quite far in yeah. their life you know? yeah we've talked over the years about just engagement and uh, it's uh, it's simple, but it is still the hardest thing. That that moment of stepping out or doing something, as Jesus says, "You've done it to the least of these. You've done yeah. it to me, but you've got to do something." And I think that that's that also that act of faith, where you, you know you've got to engage somebody. You could just walk by, or you could, but to to start up with even a conversation and to to get involved. Um, it's it might be one of the most difficult moments in life, but I think that's 
where it begins you've you've got to step out in faith yeah and uh i'd love to see more of that i think you're right jamie on the i think i think there are, are people who do more than we realize too right like and that's one of the reasons you know we'll, we'll end here because i want to give you guys a, a love week a love week uh contribution Sweet. but one of the reasons we started doing love week was just that was like i i found out once i became the senior pastor here is like actually there are a ton of just great people who are constantly doing things to love and serve their neighbor just the way jesus told them to do that and one of the one of the i think problems in the church is it's so uncoordinated in the and it should be it should be pretty organic people should just be doing this stuff all the time um but i think the there was a bad narrative i guess about you know what what does that church do you know like and uh, we started doing Love Week partially was just to generate awareness within our own community of no, you guys, you guys all know ways that you can love people and serve people and and get out there and let's look, let's just let's just do it all together for a week and just mm-hmm. just to show our you know even ourselves you know what we're capable of when we're intentional and we open our eyes a little bit uh, even just for seven days and that's not a that's not permission to close your eyes for mm-hmm. the other three hundred and you know, 58 or whatever days of the year. It's more just, uh, you know, this is who we are all the time. Look what it looks like when we do it all at once, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so, and, and, and it just real quick is one of the things that we sometimes struggle with is because you, when you're helping people, it's hard to receive help. Right. And that would be a little sermon that I'd encourage <laughs> to be preached by pastors is to say, let, let people help you, you know, don't yeah. don't be that way because it's actually almost yeah. arrogant to yeah. think that you can help everyone. Yeah. But when somebody turns to help you, yeah. you're like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." And yeah, that's not what we're talking about. You could be the richest guy in the neighborhood. That's yeah. fine. You bought it all and did it all, but yeah. don't forget, buddy wants to. He still wants to pitch in and help out somehow. Yeah, yeah. You learn a lot about and pride and humility when yeah. it comes in different forms, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's yeah. not just yeah. yeah. It could yeah. go. We could help. We could help a lot more people if we were able to let let, let ourselves be helped. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's I, I struggle with that. Like yeah. I, I had I had somebody do something for me a month or so ago, and they they said, "No, we we want you. We want you to just receive this." And, and like I have a hard time receiving. Yeah receiving you know and they're like we know you do and <laughs> you need to you need to grow up in that yeah. you need to grow yeah. in that and it's, yeah. it is it says something about you like you're too proud is it you know and yeah. yeah you're absolutely right well you guys uh you guys are such a blessing to the city of st john and you. you know i think you're the only organization we've done we've done love week eight years and i'm pretty sure we've we've you guys are the only ones that we've we've hit every single year but it's I mean, you know, it's not just that I consider you guys friends. I, I legitimately am just super grateful for what you do. And, you know, if I could, if I could, the entrepreneur in me could do, could do it. Like mm. there's a part of me, it's like, I, you know, I love what you've done so much. I wish I did it myself, you know, that kind of thing. But, in, you know, like I said, in, in recent years, the Lord has allowed, you know, me to, to just take a more of a view of, no, I put Jamie and Phil in St. John for a reason. And, mm they have their own unique lane and call and you're supposed to, 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 to cheer them on and do what you can, you know, whether that's blessing people at King's church to constantly be involved or, you know, giving, giving some financial help when, when we can. So, you know, we love what you guys do. We wish, I know it's a massive organization and 
you know, I wish I wish we could could, could give more and it, you could feel it more. But we do hope this this helps yeah. accomplish something. Maybe okay. buy a few meals or, or what have you. Thank so you. Awesome. on behalf of King's Church, that's for you guys. Thank so thank you. So and to King's Church, just to say, and to other churches that you really for the people at Outflow, um, they don't see it as us doing it. They I, I know that now. It is the church. It's you did do it. We we are doing it together and hmm. and that's the, the neat part is yeah. it's kinda when you get past that too to say, No, we need to support the folks in Saint John and yes outflows a way to do go through to do that. Mm-hmm. But volunteers are showing up, you know, we've employed people from your church mm-hmm. that have been on fire yeah. here, uh, wanting to do stuff and, and uh so I, I look at it like that now. I might yeah. have, I might not have me too. in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> but, me too. But but now I see this church. Yeah, and you know, doing it. Yeah, uh, and it's really a, a wonderful a wonderful partnership. Well, we need each other, and I think Thank it's going to keep getting better and clearer. You know, and who knows? I mean, talk about COVID twenty twenty, and we didn't really get into the complexity of what that mm-hmm. means. But I do. I am crazy enough, and I don't know you guys are to believe that God's going to use this to bring health you know, yeah. to us and through us. And I think he's forcing us to, like we, like we'd mentioned earlier, like some of the tools have changed and some of the mm. stuff that we used to do and systems we'd built, you know, don't work like they used to. And now we have to develop some new tactics and tools and ministries. And I think it's, it's not bad. It's refining, you know, mm. and, and God's going to, going to change us in, in a positive way. So who knows, who knows how God shapes us moving forward. And I definitely know that you guys aren't, aren't done. And, uh, the best is yet to come. Awesome. I believe that. Thank you. you know, thanks for thanks for being on the on the show. Yeah. yeah so hey, wait, great. one more thing. Well, how how can people uh, in the St. John area where where can they find you? How, how can they find out more about Outflow? How can they get involved? Yeah, I would say the quickest is to go to outflowsj.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, or the website. Yeah. Email info at outflowsj.com. dot Yep. And. We'll get right back to you. And so if someone wants to get involved, like, hey, I'd love to serve a meal or whatever, mm-hmm. there's stuff that they can do like, uh, right away? Sort of, yeah. Is that it's COVID's a, complicated things? It has. Yeah. yeah. It has, yeah. yeah. We, we have some volunteers that are, are helping, but we just can't yeah. have. We used to operate with all over 100 a week in our meal program, so yeah. it shifted how we have to do things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And legitimately, and I think I think it's worth saying, like, you know, some sometimes people you know if covid's forced you to be able to have to shift so you don't have as much volunteer opportunities and i know it feels good to be you know on the one hand it's a mistake for christians to just write checks and say there you do your job we don't want to be part of this mm-hmm. on the other hand it's, i think it's also a mistake to say no i need i can best serve if i show up and i do it myself no maybe god may gave you the gift of earning so that mm-hmm. you can write checks and give that and support and support ministries and i i do feel like that's one of the things at King's Church is like I I know we can do this. Yeah. So and we we still serve six hundred suppers a week. But yeah. We have so we have to buy a lot of stuff. So yeah. that that will come in handy yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's a massive yeah. massive. Yeah. I mean, you guys have a, a massive undertaking, and it takes mm-hmm. it takes money to do these things. So so people can give give can they give on the website? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right at outflow outflowsj dot com. Yeah. So so, so please donate. So awesome. Thanks, Great. guys. Thank Great. you. Thank yeah. You. Good.
Hey, thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jamie and Phil and that it's inspired you to take seriously the needs around you and just do what you can to shine the light of Jesus in the world he's placed you in. Hey, if you haven't already, would love it if you'd subscribe, you'd share this episode for someone else to enjoy, maybe even leave a review. We'd sure be grateful. If not, we'll see you next time.